That was great, wasn't it? You know, Larry Labella, who is leading them, uh, is a wonderful lady. I, I could tell you an amazing, uh, not amazing, amusing story about Larry Labello, but I'm not going to. But if I just tell you she's a nurse, or was a nurse, and I ended up in hospital one time, it was very, very embarrassing. But <laughs> she has ministered to these wonderful people over the years, and um, I, I want to tell you, if you get a chance to go out to the camp, it's just out in Washington, we'll give you all the details if you ever want to go out one night during the week, uh, I always end up there on the last night and uh, get to speak to them, it's one of the highlights of my year, and uh, it's a wonderful time, these people really do love Jesus. And um, they really are following him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And um, they are my heroes. And um, I tell you, if I get to heaven and just see this crowd walking in, that will be heaven to me, to see them all there. Praise God. Amen. So this morning, we are asking if you will help us to help them, and um, we, we're going to ask you to give to uh, the New Abilities Camp. You can make checks out to Riverside uh, Community Church and uh, Market New Abilities. Uh, you can go online to give on our website. You can hit the Give button. Even if you're watching online, you can go online and uh, give to this Wonderful, wonderful week that um, they look forward to so much and that we enjoy helping them with. So um, we're going to take an offering right now and, um, and uh, please uh, just give us unto the Lord. Uh, I always ask myself when it comes to giving for this camp, Jesus, what would you do? And I end up emptying everything that's in my um, wallet into uh, the bucket, including every card that I've got, <laughs> and, and I, I want to just do everything that we can to help them. So um, this morning, if you're able to help, then please um, do that. Let's just pray, and uh, we'll uh, wait on you for a great offering to help new abilities go to their camp. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you, Lord God, are no respecter of persons. If you were, none of us would be in this room today. But Lord God, we thank you that you love the world. You said in your word, for God so loved the world. You never let anyone out. You never left anybody out. And Lord, I just thank you for your love. And now, Lord, as we seek to help our new abilities group, I pray that you will guide everyone in this room to do what you prompt them in their hearts to do. We pray, Lord God, that we will see them have a great week at camp this year. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may wait on the people for the offering. Now, I have one other announcement to make before I speak to you, and I'm not going to talk long this morning, so relax a little bit. We do have 40 people to be baptized, and um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful morning, and 
Um, uh, the announcement that I want to bring to you this morning is concerning Pastor Joe, who's just been up here um, uh, giving the announcements and uh, leading us in prayer and the offering. And um, Pastor Joe came to me uh, maybe two years ago, 18 months, two years ago, and said, you know, I feel the Lord is leading me to go to um, L.A. and to um, plant a church or to be a part of a church plant. And um, I, he said, I'm just beginning to pray. And, and so the time has gone. And uh, this morning, I'm, I'm having to announce that Pastor Joe Greenwald, Elizabeth, and their lovely children um, will be leaving Riverside at the end of May. And um, we will be having a celebration uh, that on the 20th of their time with us. We want to celebrate um, the fact that they have served this fellowship so well and uh, have done a great job for Jesus here. And um, so I'm informing you that on May the 20th, there will be um, a farewell and uh, a blessing of Joe and his family. Um, And you can all be a part of that. You can put that in your calendars. Amen. Let's pray right now and just ask God to bless this morning as we come to the Word of God. Father, we thank you for these 40 people that are going to be baptized. And Lord Jesus, this morning we are just now um, not so much concerned about them. We're concerned about everyone else in this room who may not know you as Savior. And so, Lord, we pray that you will now speak to us through your word. There will be not so much the words of John King, but the words of God that will come through your word. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So our scripture for this morning as we come to the Word of God is found in the book of Psalms and actually is Psalm 40. And I want to read to you verse 1 through 4. All right, Psalm 40, verse 1 through 4. It said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. You know, this morning, um, someone said to me, we only had two songs. Oh, you're going to sing your way out of here this morning. (laughs) There's a lot more singing to be done yet, and and that's coming. You know, not one of the miners were asking for a new shovel. Not one of them was looking for a brand new pick. None of them wanted a map of the area. None of them requested a new lamp for their helmets. No, no one asked for a single tool. No one was asking for help so that they could dig themselves out of where they were. The fact was that they were trapped deeper underground than any human had ever been trapped before. 2,000 feet underground, 33 of them 
Trapped in a mine in Chile. You'll remember it. It happened in October of 2010. No, they were not asking anything except for someone on the outside to rescue them. They were asking for someone on the outside to get them out of this tomb-like prison that they were in underground. Many days, many days they just survived on a spoonful of tuna and a slice of a peach and a sip of milk. They did their best to have a survival routine while they were down there. They exercised and they did things to keep themselves alive. While on the surface, rescuers were busy devising a plan to get them out. They were devising a plan to rescue them. It was that these, these rescuers... They began to call in the experts. They even got in touch with NASA. And the Chilean government were determined to rescue every man. This would be something that had never ever been done before. It was something that they were doing because no one had ever been trapped that far underground for so long. And if you remember, they devised a plan, and the plan was that there was to be a 13-foot-tall capsule. They drilled two holes, you remember. The first one was for communication, and, and then there was this other hole that was going to be drilled that was to rescue them. And on October the 13th, 2010, one by one, the miners began to emerge and you see it on the screen as they came out of that tomb that they were in. The first man out was a man named Florencio Avalos. He was 31. The second in command of the miners and given the privilege of being the first out because he was the, in the best condition. They felt that if this thing got stuck halfway up, he would be in the best condition to survive a little bit. And so he was the first man out to uh, a great emotional and wonderful cheer and high fives that were going on as they brought him out of that tomb that he'd been in. The second man out was Mario Espina. He was 40. And, and when he came out, he came bursting out of the, uh, of the tomb and leading the chance as he came out uh, of that capsule that he was brought up in. The next out was a 52-year-old grandfather. Then there was a 19-year-old father of a baby that he had never seen because the baby was born while he was trapped in the tomb. Uh, it, it was uh, that now, one after another, they came out all to a victory chant, uh, every one of them with a story to tell. A story like that of Johnny Barrios. See, two women were waiting for him to come out, his wife and the other his mistress, and neither the wife or the mistress knew each other until this event. Maybe, maybe that was why he was one of the last to be brought up. 
Then there was Jose Hendricus, 55. He was the man who requested that 33 small Bibles would be sent down as he was holding daily prayer vigils for a group uh, that were meeting every day. Every one of those miners went to that group. How many know if you're stuck 2,000 feet underground and you don't know how you're going to get out, you're going to pray. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was that these men, of course, were set free. You know, not one of the miners refused to be rescued. Not one of them said, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get out of this on my own. I don't need your help. Nobody said, I'm going to dig myself out. No one tried to save themselves. No, every one of them admitted, we need help. We need help badly. We need help now. Every one of them admitted that we need someone from up there to come down into our world and pull us out of the hole that we are stuck in. Oh yeah, that's what they were saying. And each of these being baptized today have come to the same conclusion too. You see, each of these being baptized were stuck in a hole they had dug themselves into and they had no way, no means of getting out of the hole that they had got into. The testimony of each of them is like that of the psalmist who wrote here in Psalm 40, I read to you verse 1 and 2, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me, and He heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and He set my feet upon a rock and established my ways. People getting baptized today, they came to the realization that this world is a dark place. They came to see that this world is not our home. They came to see that this world that we're in, that we are trapped in a life, and it is a life that God never intended for us to be trapped in. They came to see that they were trapped in a lifestyle that they had got into that they could not get out of. You see, this world has been ruined by sin and made worse by evil. It is that when sin enters in, there is evil things that will come. And now these people who are here today, they are not perfect, but they have been rescued. They have been brought out of their pit. This world that we live in can have its great moments, but it's tainted by death and massive amounts of hurt and brokenness that go on. And some of you in this room this morning, you know all about that. Each of us here who call ourselves Christians can tell you that we were dug into a hole that we had made for ourselves. And we were trapped and we couldn't get ourselves out. A plan had to be devised to rescue us. 
There was a plan that had to be devised so that we could be rescued from a world that was now wrecked by sin and was ruining our lives. A plan had to be devised so that we could be rescued. And a baby had to be born to a virgin in Bethlehem. A child would grow up and would be seen as sinless. There was no sin in him. That sinless man would take the punishment for our sins by dying on a cross. He would take the punishment of God's judgment in our place. He would die in our place. It was all part of the plan. He would be dead for three days and then on the third day he would rise from the dead and conquer death and make a way for us to be rescued and know that we one day can go to be with Jesus forever. One day, one day the plan was that he would return to earth And it would be that the dead who died in Christ will rise first and then we who are alive and remain and have put faith in Jesus would be caught up to meet him in the sky and we would be home at last. We would be rescued at last. We would be free at last. And we would be in heaven forever and ever and ever. I don't know whether you knew it, friends, but the fact is that Jesus Christ was God's rescue plan. I don't know whether you know it, but Jesus Christ is our capsule, our rescue capsule. And those being baptized today are not people that are perfect, but they are people who have been rescued. And the people that attend Riverside, oh, we're different. We have so many nationalities here now, so many different cultures here now, and we have so many abilities here now. And I want to tell you that when I look out this morning, I'm thinking this looks a little bit like heaven's going to look because I want to tell you that when we get there, when we get there, it's going to look a little bit like this. I love Riverside for that fact. I love Riverside that there is no age barrier and there's no color barrier and there's no ability barrier. And the fact is that we come together as people who are not perfect. There is not a perfect one in this room. But I want to tell you that scattered throughout the hundreds here today are rescued people, people who have been rescued by Jesus Christ, brought up out of the pit that we were in, set free and delivered by God. Those who have been rescued can say like the psalm writer here in verse 3 and 4. Said in Psalm 40 verse 3 and 4, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Hey, do you know what? I I don't know where our worship team is. I, I think we need a praise break right now. All right, can you dig out our worship team? They'll start running. You know, they dread moments when I do this because they have to run like crazy, all right? But but I think we need a praise break. How, How about you? Let's all get on our feet at the moment. 
<laughs> All right. All right. Proteus. All right. <laughs> I never told them I was going to do this because I had no idea I was going to do it, all right? But I want you, if you've been set free from the pit of sin, if you've been set free by Jesus Christ, if you know you're a child of God and you can say, I know I'm who you say I am, Hey, hey, the world may say you are this and that and the other. They may call you an addict. They may call you a drunkard. They may call you a CEO. They may call you whatever they call you. But I want to tell you there's something that's something that you can be called this morning that, that is different from anything else you could be called. You can be called a child of the living God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 